Hi, this is Danny Whitaker with Devoted to Scripture. I'm reading through the Bible in a year and sharing my reading with you. This is day 206 of our journey. In Isaiah 6, we read the story of Isaiah's commissioning before the Lord. He was given a vision of the Lord's presence and holiness. God called out amongst his people for someone to carry his message, and it was Isaiah who willingly accepted the role. Isaiah 7 and 8 tells of Isaiah's message to King Ahaz. Judah is being threatened by the surrounding nations, including Israel. The people of Judah are afraid, and in response, God sends a message of both encouragement and of reproof. These nations that you fear will soon be destroyed. Stop worrying and trust in me. During this, we also see the hope that is a part of all of Isaiah's messages. The virgin will give birth to a child and call his name Emmanuel. God is with us. Join me in Isaiah 5 through 8. Respond to his call on your life and trust in his plan. Isaiah 5 I will sing to my love, a song to my lover about his vineyard. My love had a vineyard on a fertile hill. He built a hedge around it, removed its stones, and planted a vine. He built a tower in the middle of it and constructed a wine press. He waited for it to produce edible grapes, but it produced sour ones instead. So now, residents of Jerusalem, people of Judah, you decide between me and my vineyard. What more can I do for my vineyard beyond what I have already done? When I waited for it to produce edible grapes, why did it produce sour ones instead? Now I will inform you what I am about to do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge and turn it into pasture. I will break its wall and allow animals to graze there. I will make it a wasteland. No one will prune its vines or hoe its ground, and thorns and briars will grow there. I will order the clouds not to drop any rain on it. Indeed, Israel is the vineyard of the Lord of heaven's armies. The people of Judah are the cultivated place in which he took delight. He waited for justice, but look what he got, disobedience. He waited for fairness, but look what he got, cries for help. Beware those who accumulate houses, who also accumulate landed property until there is no land left. And you are the only landowners remaining within the land. The Lord of heaven's armies told me this. Many houses will certainly become desolate. Large, impressive houses will have no one living in them. Indeed, a large vineyard will produce just a few gallons, and enough seed to yield several bushels will produce less than a bushel. Beware, those who get up early to drink beer, those who keep drinking long after dark until they are intoxicated with wine. They have stringed instruments, tambourines, flutes, and wine at their parties, so they do not recognize what the Lord is doing. They do not perceive what he is bringing about. Therefore, my people will be deported because of their lack of understanding. Their leaders will have nothing to eat. Their masses will have nothing to drink, so death will open up its throat and open wide its mouth. Zion's dignitaries and masses 
will descend into it, including those who revel and celebrate within her. Men will be humiliated. They will be brought low. The proud will be brought low. The Lord of heaven's armies will be exalted when he punishes. The holy God's authority will be recognized when he judges. Lambs will graze as if in their pastures. Amid the ruins, the rich sojourners will graze. Beware. Those who pull evil along using cords of emptiness are as good as dead, who pull sin as with cart ropes. They say, let him hurry, let him act quickly, so we can see. Let the plan of the Holy One of Israel take shape and come to pass, then we will know it. Beware those who call evil good and good evil, who turn darkness into light and light into darkness, who turn bitter into sweet and sweet into bitter. Beware those who think they are wise, those who think they possess understanding. Beware those who are champions at drinking, who display great courage when mixing strong drinks. They pronounce the guilty innocent for a payoff. They ignore the just cause of the innocent. Therefore, as flaming fire devours straw and dry grass disintegrates in the flames, so their root will rot and their flower will blow away like dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord of heaven's armies. They have spurned the commands of the Holy One of Israel. So the Lord is furious with his people. He lifts his hand and strikes them. The mountains shake, and corpses lie like manure in the middle of the streets. Despite all this, his anger does not subside, and his hand is ready to strike again. He lifts a signal flag for a distant nation. He whistles for it to come from the far regions of the earth. Look, they come quickly and swiftly. None tire or stumble. They don't stop to nap or sleep. They don't loosen their belts or unstrap their sandals to rest. Their arrows are sharpened, and all their bows are prepared. The hooves of their horses are hard as flint, and their chariot wheels are like a windstorm. Their roar is like a lion's, their roar like young lions. They growl and seize their prey. They drag it away, and no one can come to the rescue. At that time, they will growl over their prey. It will sound like sea waves crashing against rocks. One will look out over the land and see the darkness of disaster. Clouds will turn the light into darkness. Isaiah 6. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord seated on a high, elevated throne. The hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs stood over him. Each one had six wings. With two wings they covered their faces. With two they covered their feet. And they used the remaining two to fly. They called out to one another, Holy, holy, holy! is the Lord of heaven's armies. His majestic splendor fills the entire earth. The sound of their voices shook the door frames, and the temple was filled with smoke. I said, Woe to me! I am destroyed, for my lips are contaminated by sin, and I live among people whose lips are contaminated by sin. My eyes have seen the King, the Lord of heaven's armies. But then one of the seraphs flew toward me, in his hand was a hot coal he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, Look, this coal has touched your lips. 
Your evil is removed. Your sin is forgiven. I heard the voice of the Lord say, Whom will I send? Who will go on our behalf? I answered, Here I am. Send me. He said, Go and tell these people. Listen continually, but don't understand. Look continually, but don't perceive. Make the hearts of these people calloused. Make their ears deaf and their eyes blind. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Their hearts might understand and they might repent and be healed. I replied, How long, Lord? He said, Until cities are in ruins and unpopulated, and houses are uninhabited, and the land is ruined and devastated. And the Lord has sent the people off to a distant place, and the very heart of the land is completely abandoned. Even if only a tenth of the people remain in the land, it will again be destroyed, like one of the large sacred trees or an Asherah pole. When a sacred pillar on a high place is thrown down, that sacred pillar symbolizes the special chosen family. Isaiah 7 During the reign of Ahaz, son of Jotham, son of Uzziah, king of Judah, King Rezin of Syria and King Pekah, son of Remaliah of Israel, marched up to Jerusalem to do battle, but they were unable to prevail against it. It was reported to the family of David, Syria has allied with Ephraim. They and their people are emotionally shaken, just as the trees of the forest shake before the wind. So the Lord told Isaiah, Go out with your son, Shir Jashub, and meet Ahaz at the end of the conduit of the upper pool, which is located on the road to the field where they wash and dry cloth. Tell him, Make sure you stay calm. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by these two stubs of smoking logs, or by the raging anger of Rezin, Syria, and the son of Remaliah. Syria has plotted with Ephraim and the son of Remaliah to bring about your demise. They say, Let's attack Judah, terrorize it, and conquer it. Then we'll set up the son of Tabeel as its king. For this reason, the sovereign Lord says, It will not take place. It will not happen. For Syria's leader is Damascus, and the leader of Damascus is Rezin. Within 65 years, Ephraim will no longer exist as a nation. Ephraim's leader is Samaria, and Samaria's leader is the son of Remaliah. If your faith does not remain firm, then you will not remain secure. The Lord again spoke to Ahaz, Ask for a confirming sign from the Lord your God. You can even ask for something miraculous. But Ahaz responded, I don't want to ask. I don't want to put the Lord to a test. So Isaiah replied, Pay attention, family of David. Do you consider it too insignificant to try the patience of men? Is that why you are also trying the patience of my God? For this reason, the Lord himself will give you a confirming sign. Look, this young woman is about to conceive and will give birth to a son. You, young woman, will name him Emmanuel. He will eat sour milk and honey, which will help him know how to reject evil and choose what is right. Here is why this will be so. Before the child knows how to reject evil and choose what is right, the land whose two kings you fear will be desolate. The Lord will bring on you, your people, and your father's family a time unlike any since Ephraim departed from Judah, 
the king of Assyria. At that time the Lord will whistle for flies from the distant streams of Egypt and for bees from the land of Assyria. All of them will come and make their home in the ravines between the cliffs and in the crevices of the cliffs, in all the thorn bushes and in all the watering holes. At that time the Lord will use a razor hired from the banks of the Euphrates River, the king of Assyria, to shave the hair off the head and private parts. It will also shave off the beard. At that time, a man will keep alive a young cow from the herd and a couple of goats. From the abundance of milk they produce, he will have sour milk for his meals. Indeed, everyone left in the heart of the land will eat sour milk and honey. At that time, every place where there had been a thousand vines worth a thousand shekels will be overrun with thorns and briars. With bow and arrow, men will hunt there, for the whole land will be covered with thorns and briars. They will stay away from all the hills that were cultivated for fear of the thorns and briars. Cattle will graze there, and sheep will trample on them. Isaiah 8 The Lord told me, Take a large tablet and inscribe these words on it with an ordinary stylus. Maher, Shalal, Hash, Baz. Then I will summon as my reliable witnesses Uriah the priest and Zechariah son of Jeberechiah. I then approached the prophetess for marital relations. She conceived and gave birth to a son. The Lord told me, Name him Maher, Shalal, Hash, Baz. For before the child knows how to cry out, My father or my mother, the wealth of Damascus and the plunder of Samaria will be carried off by the king of Assyria. The Lord spoke to me again. These people have rejected the gently flowing waters of Shiloh and melt in fear over Rezin and the son of Remaliah. So look, the Lord is bringing up against them the turbulent and mighty waters of the Euphrates River, the king of Assyria and all his majestic power. It will reach flood stage and overflow its banks. It will spill into Judah, flooding and engulfing, as it reaches to the necks of its victims. He will spread his wings out over your entire land, O Emmanuel. You will be broken, O nations. You will be shattered. Pay attention, all you distant lands of the earth. Get ready for battle, and you will be shattered. Get ready for battle, and you will be shattered. Devise your strategy, but it will be thwarted. Issue your orders, but they will not be executed, for God is with us. Indeed, this is what the Lord told me quite forcefully. He warned me not to act like these people. Do not say conspiracy every time these people say the word. Don't be afraid of what scares them. Don't be terrified. You must recognize the authority of the Lord of heaven's armies. He is the one you must respect. He is the one you must fear. He will become a sanctuary. But a stone that makes a person trip and a rock that makes one stumble to the two houses of Israel. He will become a trap and a snare to the residents of Jerusalem. Many will stumble over the stone and the rock and will fall and be seriously injured and will be ensnared and captured. Tie up the scroll as legal evidence. Seal the official record of God's instructions and give it to my followers. I will wait patiently for the Lord who has rejected the family of Jacob 
I will wait for him. Look, I and the sons whom the Lord has given me are reminders and object lessons in Israel, sent from the Lord of heaven's armies who lives on Mount Zion. They will say to you, Seek oracles at the pits used to conjure up underworld spirits from the magicians who chirp and mutter incantations. Should people not seek oracles from their gods by asking the dead about the destiny of the living? Then you must recall the Lord's instructions and the prophetic testimony of what would happen. Certainly, they say such things because their minds are spiritually darkened. They will pass through the land destitute and starving. Their hunger will make them angry, and they will curse their king and their God as they look upward. When one looks out over the land, he sees distress and darkness, gloom and anxiety, darkness and people forced from the land. Thank you for joining me on our shared walk through Scripture today. Devotion to Scripture doesn't begin and end here. My prayer is that you will be encouraged to dig deeper and spend some additional time in God's Word today. If you're looking for a great place to start, check the episode description where you will always find a few key verses from the day's reading to reflect on further. I'd love to hear from you. How is God using this podcast to help you grow? How can I be praying for you? Email me at devotedtoscripture at gmail.com. It's amazing seeing a passage come alive as we understand its place in the whole story of the Bible. Knowing and ultimately being a part of that story is the most important undertaking of your life. Join me tomorrow to continue the journey. Be devoted to Scripture.